0: Welcome back everyone to The Dirt Hut, a guide to Minecraft Survival Mode. This is episode 2 of season 1, where I'll be discussing everything you need to know in your Minecraft survival world to complete all achievements and more. In the previous episode, I discussed how to go about starting your world. In that discussion, I talked about the achievements getting wood, taking inventory, benchmarking, time to mine, and hot topics. Also, I completely forgot to mention in the last episode that defeating any of the mobs that I mentioned will get you the achievement Monster Hunter. Well, anyway, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can after finishing this one, so let's begin the episode. In this episode, I'll be discussing how to get a good supply of food and how to efficiently mine. I'll start by talking about the former first. In my opinion, the best way to get a good supply of food early game is to grab all the hay bales from a village, make them into bread, grab some seeds, and plant some for more wheat. Making bread gets you the achievement Bake Bread. Oh, such a creative name, right? And making a hoe to farm your wheat will get you the achievement Type to farm. Though it's completely possible to grow crops without water, the process is very slow, so I suggest that you should make a 9x9 square and replace the very center block with water. This hydrates all blocks in your farm and you have 80 blocks to farm on, which is a lot. If you don't have a village nearby, another good alternative would be farming animals. It's really up to you which animal you want to farm though. Cows and Pigs are quite good, since their drops replenish the most hunger points if you cook them. But if you have enough resources, it would be rather easy to make automatic chicken or fish farms. Personally, chicken farms are my favorite, but they are a bit difficult to make in the early game because they need some redstone and quartz. Anyway, now I'll be evaluating every single food source in the game from worst to best. This is gonna be a long one. Food source number 1, Pufferfish This has got to be the worst food source in the whole game. It gives you a single hunger point or half a bar, and it gives you 3 negative effects. Hunger 3 for 15 seconds, Nausea 2 for 15 seconds, and Poison 4 for 30 seconds. I mean overall, it just sucks. Don't eat it, because it doesn't even give you any achievement. Number 2, Tropical Fish These are basically puffer fish, but without any of the effects. They give the player the exact same hunger and saturation points as puffer fish. You don't get any achievement when they're eaten and they can't be cooked. If you went through the trouble of killing a tropical fish in the water, you might as well get salmon or cod. I suggest you instead save the tropical fish for aquariums at your base. Food item number 3, Beetroot. Eating beetroot also gives you only one food point, and... that's it. If you really want to make use of your extra beetroot, I think you should make it into red dye instead. Number 4. Potatoes. Just don't eat them raw. Either plant them for more potatoes, or... Cook them in a furnace or smoker for baked potatoes. Those are much better. Number 5. Dried Kelp In my opinion, this is the best food source that gives you one food point. But always keep in mind the fact that it only gives one food point. I mean, I think this is the best one-point food source because you can eat it twice as fast compared to all other food sources. However, overall, the only time you really need to eat dried kelp is for the achievement Castaway, where you have to eat nothing but dried kelp for 3 Minecraft days in a row, which is about an hour in real time. By the way, if you don't know how to get dried kelp, you have to get kelp from an ocean or any body of water which has kelp and cook it in a furnace or a smoker. The only real use of dried kelp after getting that achievement is for experience farms and dried kelp blocks. Zero tick kelp farms are easy, and after using a little bit of coal, it becomes self sufficient because dried kelp can be turned into dried kelp blocks that smelt 20 items per block. Aside from that, using a dried kelp block as fuel also gets you the achievement alternative fuel. Well, anyway, on to the two-point food sources. Number 6, Spider Eyes. They replenish two food points or one hunger bar, but they give you poison for four seconds. If I were you, I'd use those spider eyes in, you know, potions and whatnot. Don't eat them, they just aren't good for you. Number 7 Poisonous Potatoes Though the name suggests that they always poison you, they really only do it 60% of the time. They give the same number of points and same effect as spider eyes, but the only difference is that you aren't poisoned every time, and they give less saturation than spider eyes. But you know what? Either way, both poisonous potatoes and spider eyes shouldn't be eaten. Number 8. Cakes, sweet berries, and cookies. One cake slice, one sweet berry, and one cookie give the exact same food points and saturation. And making a cake gets you the achievement, the lie. You know what, I've I've got to put the echo somewhere in every episode. (laughs) But anyway, I personally use these as decoration rather than a permanent source of food. You know, cakes and cookies would look good at a food shop. And sweet berries, when planted and fully grown, look like bushes, which would be great in a garden or really in any path. So, yeah. That's cakes, sweet berries, and cookies. Number 9. Raw Chicken, Mutton, Salmon, and Cod Raw chicken has a 30% chance of giving you hunger for 30 seconds, but either way, I'd rather cook all of them and eat the cooked versions instead because, you know, those are just much, much better. Number 10 Melon Slices. In my opinion, these are the best two-point food sources. They can be converted into melon seeds and planted, which makes them renewable, and they grow quite quickly as well. And anyway, let's move on to the three-point foods, cause there aren't a lot of them, actually. (laughs) Number 11, raw rabbit, beef, and pork chops. They give three food points or one and a half hunger bars, but they are so much better when cooked. And I'll talk about that some more later on. Number 12, Carrots. These are the best three-point food sources, most definitely. They can be planted and regrown, so they are renewable, and they give more saturation points than all of the other food sources that I previously mentioned. They can also be crafted into golden carrots, which are great, but again, I'll talk about that more in a bit. On to the four-point foods. Number 13 Rotten Flesh. They give you 4 hunger points or 2 full hunger bars. If you are on 0 hunger points and you eat a Rotten Flesh, you will get the achievement Iron Belly. And I'm gonna be honest, I eat Rotten Flesh a lot on one of the realms I'm on. In that realm, it's called A Place SMP, I AFK'd at my gold farm a lot and sold it for diamonds but, you know, as gold farms do, I was left with lots and lots of extra rotten flesh from the zombified piglins and since I did not really have a proper food farm, I settled with eating the flesh. Number 14, Chorus Fruit These can only be found in the End and can be planted on top of Endstone, which means that they are renewable. One downside though is that when eating them, you teleport randomly, similar to an Enderman. However, this mechanic could possibly be used in some interesting things like, you know, mini games, And actually, you can use it to save yourself from things like falling in the void or burning in lava. Since the Enderman teleportation mechanics avoid placing you on water, lava, or the void, eating a coral fruit would save you if you were in a situation like that. Number 15, Apples. They provide the player with the same food and saturation points as Chorus Fruit but they're obtained through oak and dark oak leaves and they don't teleport the player anywhere, of course, cause they're apples. They're okay, but I'd rather craft them into golden apples. And speaking of those... Number 16. Golden Apples When eaten, they give you Regeneration 2 for 5 seconds and Absorption 1 for 2 minutes. They also replenish 4 food points or 2 hunger bars along with 9.6 saturation points. But of course, there's a much better version of the Golden Apple. Number 17, Enchanted Golden Apples, or Notch Apples. These replenish the exact same food and saturation points as regular Golden Apples, but the effects they give are much better. Probably because they're quite rare and can't be crafted, but you know, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Anyway, on the Bedrock Edition, Notch Apples give the player Regeneration 4 for 30 seconds, Absorption 4 for 2 minutes, Resistance for 5 minutes, and fire resistance for 5 minutes. In Java, they give less regeneration. Eating a Notch Apple will get you the achievement overpowered, and it's very obvious that these apples are the best 4-point food sources. Anyway, it's time to talk about the 5-point ones. Number 18. Basically, all 5-point food sources, which are namely bread, baked potatoes, cooked cod, and cooked rabbit. All of them are the exact same. They all replenish 5 hunger points or 2.5 bars along with 6 saturation points. The only difference is in the achievements. Getting cooked cod from a furnace will get you the achievement delicious fish, and eating cooked rabbit will let you achieve rabbit season. Now, let's discuss the 6-point food sources. Number 19. Beetroot Soup So, remember beetroot the crop? That gives you 1 hunger point. 6 beetroot is needed to make 1 bowl of beetroot soup, which gives you 6 hunger points. So it has pretty much the exact same functionality as Beetroot. You just get the hunger and saturation points six times faster. And it instackable. stackable. So, you know, most definitely, it's the worst six-point food source. Number 20, Mushroom Soup. This gives the player the same amount of hunger and saturation points as beetroot soup, but with one added advantage. They're very easy to get if you find the right biome. You can get mushroom soup easily by holding a bowl in your main hand and milking a mushroom. It's that easy. You just have to find the biome. But you know, they could always be crafted in the crafting table with… I'm pretty sure it's uh, one brown mushroom and one red mushroom and then a bowl. But yeah. That's Mushroom Soup. Number 21, Cooked Chicken. It gives you 6 hunger points, or 3 bars, and 7.2 saturation points. What's great about cooked chicken, though, is that it's extremely easy to get and farm. I already mentioned this at the very beginning of the episode, but a chicken farm can be made using just a few redstone components, as long as you have the resources for them. And let me enumerate them. So for this farm, you need one dispenser, one observer, one comparator, at least two hoppers, at least one storage block so your chest, barrels, or choker boxes, one slab, one lava bucket, building materials, and of course, your chicken or chickens, whatever you want, because this farm uses, you know, eggs. But yeah, it's that simple. The downside though is that it isn't as good as these next food sources. Number 22, cooked mutton and salmon. They replenish 6 hunger points and 9.6 saturation points. And that's really all I can say about them. They can be obtained, of course, by cooking their raw versions, trading for them, or killing them with fire. Whichever you want. Number 23. Honey Bottles. These can be stacked up to 16. They give less saturation points than the ones previously mentioned, with only 1.2 points, but they also cure poison. So, you know, it's really up to your personal preference where you'd rank them. Number 24. Golden Carrots Many consider these as the best food sources in the entire game, but to me, it isn't even in my top 3. It's probably 4th or 5th though. But it all depends on the situation. Golden carrots give the second-most saturation points out of every food source in the game with 14.4, and they can easily be crafted with 1 carrot and 8 gold nuggets. If you're in a pvp fight golden carrots are great because when you get its high amount of saturation you'll be less likely to lose hunger during your fight whenever you get hit this means that you'll constantly be able to regenerate your health however take note that one saturation level can never go higher than the existing hunger level which means that if you are for example starving at 0 hunger points, eating a golden carrot will get you to 6. This means that you can only get 6 saturation points. In turn, this wastes more than half of the saturation points the golden carrot can give. And this is why I personally don't like using golden carrots in regular survival gameplay. However, again, all of this is up to you the listener. I'd prefer using golden carrots to brew night vision potions instead. Number 25. Suspicious Stew Well, all except one, which I'll discuss later on. Now, Suspicious Stew can be obtained through two methods. One is crafting it using a red mushroom, a brown mushroom, a bowl, and a flower of your choice. However, the other and more efficient method in my opinion is feeding a brown mushroom with a flower and quote-unquote milking it with a bowl. All Suspicious Stew except 1 will replenish 6 hunger points and 7.2 saturation points. Now I'm going to talk about all of the different versions of Suspicious Stew. All effect durations are going to be in the Bedrock Edition because all of these are different and most likely longer in the Java Edition. First, using an Allium will get you Fire Resistance for 2 seconds. An Azure Bluette gives you Blindness for 6 seconds. A Cornflower makes Jump Boost for 4 seconds. A Lily of the Valley will give you Poison for 10 seconds. An oxide Daisy has the Regeneration effect and you'll have it for 6 seconds. Night Vision is produced by a Poppy and it would last for 4 seconds. Any Tulip, meaning, you know, the red, the whites, the purples, the oranges, whatever, will give you the Weakness effect for 7 seconds. And, last but not the least, a Wither Rose will give you the Wither effect for 6 seconds. I didn't mention the last suspicious stew, but that's because I'll talk about it later on. Also, giving a bowl of suspicious stew to another player will let you get the achievement, Time for Stew. Anyway, that's it for all of the 6-point food sources. There aren't any 7-point ones, so we'll proceed to the 8-point food sources. Number 26, Pumpkin Pie. It gives you 8 hunger points or 4 bars along with 4.8 saturation points. However, they aren't the best food sources considering the fact that they require a bit of effort to make and there are much better alternatives. I'd prefer using Pumpkin Pie as a decoration rather than my main food source. And the next item is most definitely better than this. Number 27. Steak and cooked pork chops. In my opinion, these are the best food items in the game. They give you 8 hunger points and 12.8 saturation points, which in my opinion is the most balanced combination of hunger and saturation points in the whole game. And obtaining steak and pork is quite easy too. You can breed cows with wheat and pigs can be bred with carrots. Then you know it's easier to kill and cook them and, and all that. Breeding cows gets you the achievement Repopulation, and killing cows gets you leather, giving you the achievement Cow Tipper. Eating cooked pork chops also lets you achieve the achievement Pork Chop. What a creative name, right? Number 28, Rabbit Stew. This is the only food item that replenishes 10 hunger points or 5 bars, and it also replenishes 12 saturation points. Now, though it may give a lot, it isn't stackable, and it's rather expensive to make it in a crafting table. So, like almost all of the other stews in this list, I wouldn't advise you to use them as your main source of food. Now for number 29. This is gonna be our last food source, and for this one, I would like to revisit the Suspicious Stew. A while ago, I said that I intentionally missed one variant, and that is the one created using either a dandelion or a blue orchid. This Suspicious Stew gives the player the most hunger and saturation points in the whole game. It gives 13 food points or 6.5 bars, along with 21.2 saturation points, which, surprisingly, is even more than the maximum number of saturation points possible. And this is all due to the Suspicious Stew's effect, which is saturation. Per in-game tick, the effect replenishes 1 hunger point and 2 saturation points. On the Bedrock Edition, This Suspicious Stew grants the saturation effect for 0.3 seconds or 6 ticks, which is why so much hunger and saturation points are given to the player. Well, anyway, that's the end of my discussion about every single food item in the game. However, I would like to talk about a bonus item for number 30, milk. I always bring a bucket of milk with me, which is for a good reason. Milk, as many may know, takes away every single status effect that is inflicted onto the player. This is especially valuable when fighting against the wither as the withering effect is quite hard to deal with. And milk is also good in end cities, when chokers hit you and give you the levitation effect, as you'll be able to land quicker and at a lower altitude, reducing fall damage. Well, that's the end of our discussion, all about food items in the game, every single one of them, plus milk. This took quite a long time to make, but I'm rather happy with the result and I hope you are too. Um, in the last episode, I promised a 40-minute episode, but I guess we weren't able to reach that long. <laughs> but you know, hopefully, since I have more time next week, I'll be able to make a longer episode if you like that. And next week's episode will be all about mining. So stay tuned for that. And I tried to make this episode rather experimental because in the episode I tried to address players in all game stages from the early to the end game, which is why I mentioned some late game things like the wither and you know the end and the end cities and all that. But you know, if you didn't like this episode style, don't worry because next week I'll be back to talking about completely early game stuff, all early game stuff. So anyway, if you did like this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and family members and stay tuned for the episodes to come. If you search The Dirt Hut on Anchor's website, you can send me a voice message for feedback, or you could also send feedback to the podcast's email address, which is thedirthutpodcast at gmail.com. I repeat, Podcast at gmail.com, it's also in this episode's description, Same with the previous episode. Well, yeah, that's it. Thank you all so much for listening to the second episode of my podcast. I hope to see you again in the next episodes. Bye now.